Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hey there, you guys. Thank you for joining me. So today we're going to talk about insecure attachment, what we think is happening and what is actually happening. So what we think is happening is we experience a circumstance and it activates our attachment system and then we take action. But there's actually some things in between it, in between these steps that is actually happening. So when we experience a circumstance, we have a thought. They don't love me anymore. They are going to leave me. They, they are abandoning me. I'm not enough. This right here is a huge part in the insecure attachment system that is being left out. When we experience a circumstance, which for people with insecure attachment, it could range from somebody not texting us back to having an argument with a partner um, to somebody canceling their plans. My brain loved that. The moment somebody canceled plans, my brain went to the end of the world. My brain used to say things like, See, they were never that interested in you anyways. You're not really going to be able to go on this date. They don't like you. I mean, my brain gave me a list of things, right? So then we have a thought. Obviously, some of our brains have lots of thoughts, but they all create a feeling that's very uncomfortable. And that emotion could be rejection. It could be shame. It could be feeling not good enough, inadequate, We could also feel abandoned. There are lots of feelings that are connected with each thought that we give, that our brain gives us. So if you're a person with insecure attachment and you notice that little things really set you off, that's normal. It's completely normal. The thing is, is if you were like me, you probably didn't like how you responded and you probably didn't like how you felt like you were crazy. Well, the reason why you felt like you were crazy is because your brain was literally going crazy. Your brain was being set off and triggered by something that took place. And then it sent you like a thousand negative thoughts on replay. And then all of those thoughts created a whole bunch of uncomfortable emotions. So many emotions that it becomes overwhelming. We become stressed out. And then we want to take action so that we don't feel that way anymore. See right up here, take action. But what we really need to do when we experience a circumstance that triggers our attachment style and we need to step into awareness that our brain is sending us a thousand negative thoughts, we need to catch it. We need to notice those thoughts. What is my brain saying right now? What is it telling me? I write them down so that I know specifically what my brain is telling me. And then how does it make you feel? I write those down because that is the only way that I am able to pause, stop and pause. This is what people with insecure attachment don't do. We come back up here, right? We experience something. We have been triggered. We take action. Most of the time it's impulsive reaction and not because it's anything wrong with that. That's just because we need to hurry up and feel better. The feelings that we're feeling right now are not okay. They're not good for us. 
That's what our brain tells us. But what I work with women on is this right here. I teach them how everything that they're feeling is normal. All of the thousand bazillion negative thoughts that they are encountering is normal. But this is the part that we have to stop. We have to notice that our thought are, are where we need our work to be done. We need to realize that when we have an emotion, it's a signal that we had a thought, a thought that didn't feel really good. So we stop, we pause. And you guys, this is the big part most people with insecure attachment are missing, compassion. We don't give ourselves compassion when we go crazy or when we feel crazy, when we feel overwhelmed. I hate the term crazy because so many of our ex-partners have used, you're so crazy, you're so crazy. So I don't mean it like that. The term I'm using it as is when we've felt crazy, we felt overwhelmed. We didn't like how we were responding. We didn't like how we were acting, but it's like we couldn't help ourselves. We didn't understand why we were doing it. Well, this is why. If you feel yourself being impulsive and reactive, it's because your amygdala has been triggered. Your primitive brain has been triggered. And our brain, when we feel uncomfortable emotions, it's literally a signal to your brain that you are in danger and you are in are being threatened and something needs to happen to get it to stop. But that's when, when we pause and most of the time take a several deep breaths, we then can disengage our primitive brain and get our higher brain back online. Because what happens between here and here and here and here, <laughs> what happens between our negative thoughts and feeling an emotion is that our higher brain, our prefrontal cortex actually goes offline. And when our brain goes offline, our higher brain goes offline, our ability to make really good decisions, our ability to choose our actions, our ability to filter our response is decreased. There's a saying called, um, the higher the... Um, Emotions, the lower the intelligence. What that means is our primitive brain takes over our prefrontal cortex because it literally has gone offline. So now we're working from a space in our brain that is primitive and automatic. It goes back to all of those old habits that we've been trying to stop. Our codependency habits, our people-pleasing habits, our, you know, trying to action through our worth all of those places, they come back up again because that's where our pr primitive brain is. So if we stop and we pause, that gives us the little bit of space to be in awareness. And that little bit of space to be in awareness allows us the time to recognize that, okay, it's time to give myself compassion. My insecure attachment system has been triggered. I'm experiencing a lot of negative thoughts and it does not feel good. So I'm not in a space to respond right now. I'm not in a space to really even listen. I'm not in a space to do anything. I literally need to just pause and stop and try to get my higher brain back online. 
so that I can really figure out what is going on here. Because so often if we don't stop, we feel these uncomfortable emotions and we take action. We're doing it from a place of other people cause our emotions, other people cause our feelings. We're not taking the ownership of, okay, what's really going on here? What is really true? You know, a lot of times people with insecure attachment, we have a brain that finds it, um, it's a way of collecting evidence to prove our confirmation biases to be true, which will probably be the next video. Confirmation bias is um, when our brain looks for evidence to prove thoughts that we think are true to be true. Even if what we think isn't actually true, if we believe it hard enough, our brain looks for evidence to prove it to be true. That's why it's important that we stop, we pause, and we really ask ourselves what is really going on? What are all the possibilities of what could be going on? Because our brain right now is not a reliable source. That's why in my coaching with um, women with insecure attachment, I teach them to pause and ask for time. Ask for time to process a conversation, ask for time to really think about their response because too often our brain has been so wired to give us inaccurate information about our partner, about how they feel about us, how we feel about them. So this is where a lot of the work is. But not only when we stop and pause and show ourselves compassion, like, oh, this is what we're gonna feel. Now we have to practice actually feeling it. So how do we feel our emotions? What does that look like? It's taking a deep breath and feeling it. Where does overwhelm feel in your body? Does it feel tight in your chest? Does it make your body warm? Do you start sweating? Do your cheeks get hot? Where, where does fear sit in your body? Does it sit in the lower pit of your stomach? Does it make you feel like you need to be tightened and like you're, you're tense, your body's tense? The only way to feel emotions is to really label it. And to, the only way to label it is to actually feel the vibrations in your body. Where are they at? Are your hands getting sweaty? Is your heart rate increasing? Um, I'm trying to think of all the different ways to label it. I know for me, a lot of the time, my throat gets dry. I, my cheeks get really warm. I turn really red from the chest up. It's super embarrassing um, for me. I wear blush now so that people don't always see when I've been triggered. But um, a lot of the time too, my brain goes blank and I feel speechless, right? Some people, their brain goes really fast and they have a thousand thoughts. And sometimes they, um, their body gets so tight and heavy, it all depends. So that's your job. Your job is to learn how these vibrations feel in your body. And then the second step is teaching your brain that it's okay 
to feel these emotions that even though it feels like we're going to be eaten by saber-toothed tiger and that we are in danger, we actually aren't. Our brain is so wired to not feel these negative emotions that we feel like we need to act right away to get out of them. And this is where our work is done or needed. This is where we spend most of our time is learning to feel those negative emotions because they are not a problem. I know, I just said that. Negative, uncomfortable emotions are not a problem. Because I bet you've survived every single feeling you've ever felt. My coach told us the worst thing that could ever happen to us is we feel a negative emotion. We feel an uncomfortable emotion. We feel a hard emotion. And I wanted to disagree with her. I wanted to be like, no, the worst thing is to have somebody like die or leave us. But what happens when somebody dies or leaves us, right? We get to sit with and feel all the way that we feel. And so the hardest part for us with insecure attachment is really learning to sit with our emotions especially after experiencing something that triggered our attachment system. And it takes practice and it takes time. And those thought patterns take even longer to quiet down because for so long we've spent sitting with those thoughts of I'm not good enough. Nobody will ever love me. They're going to eventually leave, right? So our next video will probably be on confirmation biases and believing or self-concept. But for today's lesson, this is what's really happening. We experience a triggering event. We have a thought about it. That thought creates a feeling. And before we action, before we take action, we need to stop. We need to pause. We need to show ourselves compassion for all of the ways that we're feeling. And then we need to feel our feelings. All right, you guys go out there and feel those feelings, practice it, teach your brain that it's okay. And it's not a problem. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, Don't forget to like this podcast and share it with anyone you think it could benefit, which in my opinion is all of your friends. It is my life's mission to get this podcast and content out to all women. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Taking Back Her Brain. You can also find my website at www.takingbackherbrain.com and sign up for a free consultation call. I will also be starting an eight-week coaching program where you will have access to me as a one-on-one coach for an hour a week, along with access to my private Facebook community and access to all of my content. I absolutely look forward to working with you. If you have any questions, please email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com because I would love to hear from you. Have a great day.